Uh, good evening, Alex. And how are you this evening? Good. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you. Um, welcome to the Kasap update for the week of 310-2017. What's new and exciting this week, Alex? Um, I, I don't think I know where to begin. <laughs> this, has been, this has been a pretty busy week. Right. Um, I, I'm, I'm sort of just now looking back over everything that happened this week. Wow. And uh, I'm a bit blown away. <laughs> um, there's There's kind of equal parts good and bad news uh depending on where you live right um so uh I, I, and i'm kind of going through our list here i think i need to update some things okay um but the um there was an indoor vaping ban that got yes. included in <clears throat> um howard county indiana's comprehensive smoking ban Okay. Um, so this prohibits vaping in the same places where smoking is banned. Okay. Um, I am going to have to go back and look at this, but um, I can't remember if this provided an exemption for vapor shops. Um, I do know that uh, previously in in uh, in Kokomo, Indiana, and mm -hmm. I. I I don't know if it was limited to Kokomo or if it expanded to Howard County restaurants uh, and bars. I think mainly bars had the ability to, you know, decide on their own whether or not they wanted to allow smoking and vaping. And it was tied to uh, hookah lounges. Hookah okay. lounges were classified as a, as a bar, I think. Okay. And so they were sort of sheltered under that definition and, and, so it, it it naturally kind of extended to, you know, other normal bars, um, right. and uh, but uh, apparently the um, maybe I'm getting that confused with something else. I well, think I might it's... be get might be getting that confused with with Utah, which is okay. weird. Um, <laughs> lots of strange, lots of activity in utah this week too um oh yeah it's hard for me to even really keep up with that yeah. um uh i did see an update on that that uh essentially it's as if the the as far as vaping was concerned it's as if the session never happened like nothing has changed um and so there's some uh there's some things taking effect there some licensing stuff that kicks in this year right um that that will that may affect that will likely affect the vapor industry in Utah. So I think, and, and Utah smoke free associations working um, to, I think, see what they can do about that. But the, right. the, you know, the, the, the bills that would have changed things um, didn't, didn't receive a hearing in time from what I understand. Okay. I apologize for par paraphrasing all of this. And, and as we go through this, Hopefully people will understand that a lot has happened this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I am not a hundred percent on everything that I'm saying here. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, keep your eyes peeled for updates. So okay. um, the other bit of bad news, another thing that I need to update is Allegheny County voted uh, to approve their indoor vaping ban. Yeah. Um, and this was, this was, you know, everybody had been alerted to this. This has been going on for months. 
Um, you know, we have been following this since it was, uh, since there were hearings going on at the, uh, county health. It wasn't actually, it was the Allegheny County Department of Health started doing hearings. Yes. And then it moved on to the Allegheny County Health Subcommittee or or Health Committee. And then, you know, just this past week, it went before the full council. And so there have been several hearings where this has come up. The vote was eight to five in favor of uh, including vaping in in the smoking ban. And, um, you know, it is it is kind of disappointing. Uh, You know, there were we sent out repeated uh, alerts to people Mm -hmm. in Allegheny County. There are shop owners that were very dedicated to this that that showed up and tried to get people involved and you know allegheny county is bill godchel's turf yeah Um, and so bill has been trying to rally people and it's just kind of been this weak turnout um yeah and and i i understand you know city council hearings happen at weird times um four o'clock on a monday people are still at work yeah um, or just getting off of work have you know kids that need to be dealt with coming home from school after school activities whatever i don't know what the schedules are for 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 schools in allegheny county so it's a difficult time for people to get there right um and i'm sorry not this isn't monday i'm looking at the wrong thing um the Allegheny County stuff is usually on a Tuesday or Wednesday, I believe. Okay. <sighs> anyway, uh, you know, the, the, the point being that I, I understand. So I don't want to take that, you know, weird kind of high horse, like, come on, guys, get up and do stuff. It, <laughs> it's understandable. You know, city councils notoriously are like some of the most oddly unaccessible. Yeah legislative they, bodies it, it's, they really want it that way the the announcements are hard to to get to and mm-hmm. understand and yeah. so um and and admittedly you know i did not get an alert out in time because of lots of other stuff happening at the end of last week yeah, um and and so this was this was probably one of of many alerts that that did not go out to Allegheny County people, um, and so yeah, I'm like this goes all the way back to August of last year. Yeah, it does. I remember Bill telling you know, everybody that was going to happen. June. Yeah, even before. Back, that. Yeah, June. June was the first time that we alerted people about this. Yep. So, um, or July. Sorry, I'm reading things wrong. July was the first time that we alerted people to this. Um, so yeah, you know, and this was this was not something that 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 we just you know 24 hours and oh nobody knows. This is we've been people have been alerting Allegheny County about this since July of last year. This was not yeah. a surprise, no. um, and it, it is just this is probably you know going to go down as one of the best examples of just how. In, entrenched people are in their beliefs about these products and yep. um and and uh, you know i haven't read the minutes from the hearing but you know i suspect a lot of the arguments centered around well we just don't know um they always do 
we don't know for the yeah. children <laughs> it's, it's not true anymore and i understand people's preferences of like oh, i don't want to go eat in a restaurant where somebody's vaping some fruit smelling nonsense that's mm -hmm. fine uh and business owners are, are absolutely free to make that decision on their own but there is no reason for departments of public health and and you know county or city uh lawmakers to you know start sounding air raid sirens because people are <laughs> are vaping and it's just it doesn't make any sense and it it ends up discouraging people from trying the products people people who smoke you know that i know that I know. but i know that we have a a, a a range of opinions about this particular policy mm -hmm. uh, you know among the community we get comments about it yeah. you know every now and then when we post up an alert about an indoor use ban we'll we'll get a comment that says well i don't want to you know I don't want to vape where I can't smoke. That's fine. And That's what's even, what's even more awesome is that you're able to make that decision on your own. Yep. And, 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 you know, there is, there is such minimal risk practically. I, I don't, I, I don't like saying absolutely no risk because that's just never true. It's, but always, there, it's like on par with snooze. Yeah. Which is, which is a smoke free product, but yeah. you know, to, to bystanders there, there's just not yeah. a concerning level of risk to bystanders using these products that it does not, mm, it does not I mean, warrant a blanket County city, state, federal, whatever law saying you can't use these agree. in public places. I, so I completely agree, Alex, but I mean, they've exaggerated the science on secondhand smoke as well. So, yeah, you know, I, I think I think a lot of this is because people can see visible vapor and they make that association in their head. Do you know what I mean? I think that's a lot of why these 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 bans are passing. People make yeah. that association that it looks like smoking, so it must be smoking. You know, it, it's it's ridiculous nonsense. It's 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 akin to voodoo um, in its belief. <laughs> So. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we had another Tobacco Twenty One hearing in uh, Illinois. I want. Okay. I need to look at this. All right. Um, it's a this, ridiculous this amount of. Back with 21, like you said, it's the new dance craze. So, um, There's so many of these, <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to follow up on this, and I, I, I can't remember exactly what happened with this, but uh, we had a very kind of limited um, uh, alert for this at, at the advice of, of folks on the ground mm -hmm. in, in Illinois, um, which was sending in witness slips to right. uh, voice your opposition to that. So mm -hmm. I'll have to follow up on that, but uh, okay. I don't believe that there was a whole lot of support for this in Illinois, which is good news. That is good news. Um, Minnesota, we also put out an alert for this um, uh, to oppose the um, a tax hike. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Now, depending on, on who you are, as a member, as a, as an industry stakeholder, right? Um, this could be a tax reduction. Um, if you're selling the uh, 
closed systems that you're not manufacturing in the state, right? Um, this this is a reduction in taxes for you. Hmm. If you are manufacturing and selling bottles of e-liquid, this is a tax hike for you. Um, just to kind of spell that out and, and let everybody kind of know, you know, who's going to have more um, influence on this or who needs to really speak up. Um, so uh, we, we still have an active engagement for this. And again, I need to follow up on this, but uh, uh, just to say that this happened on Wednesday. Uh, and uh, Minnesota is again looking at a 30 cent per milliliter uh, of consumable material um, on e-liquid containing nicotine. So that, that tax is back this year. Um, and it's, it's, it's buried in the, I believe it's a, it's SF 1052. Okay. Um, so well, we have had a lot of people take action on that, which is, which is great. That is good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, another kind of late update, I actually updated this morning. Um, okay. uh, the, uh, in Pennsylvania, the, one of the bills to uh, change the 40% wholesale tax on vapor was introduced in Pennsylvania officially, I believe, yesterday. So that's uh, it's, uh, Senator Camara Bartolotta's uh, bill, which right. is officially numbered SB 508. Um, Not a massive update other than we now have a specific bill number to reference and I've updated our engagement for that. You can get there. You can get there by visiting no PA vape tax.org. And so that's, that's one thing. And I believe we are expecting uh, uh, representative Jeff Whelan's bill to be officially introduced, I think next week. So we will have two, we'll have companion bills in the House and the Senate racing towards concurrence um, and and hopefully getting that disastrous tax bill fixed. Oh yeah. Um, So that's Pennsylvania. Um, And then I just got back from Columbus, Ohio uh, this afternoon. How was Um, that? um, It was, man, that was a long hearing. why we were part of the so this is the um i forget the official name for it but it is uh hb 49 okay uh in the ohio house it's it's the budget bill okay or it's some component of of ohio's budget and uh vapor products are in there they're proposing a 69 percent wholesale tax Ooh, ouch. Um, on e-liquid. Nice. Um, and uh, this bill also raises the state's OTP tax rate from 17% to 69%. Um, OTP, other tobacco products in Ohio, uh, encompasses, you know, little cigars and, and other combustible stuff and smokeless Juice? tobacco. Snooze, um, chew, yeah, chew, dip, moist snuff, yep. whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, all of that is is lumped into other tobacco products, which made my testimony a bit complicated because I had to say, you know, <laughs> we would recommend an exemption for smoke-free products. Um, right. So, uh, but, you know, that's that's kind of the 
thing is that, uh, you know, we were able to get out there and, and I was able to provide testimony on behalf of CASA and our 7,500 plus members in the state of Ohio. Awesome. Um, and, and there was a lot of really great testimony and, and it was very clear to see that there, there are some allies on the ways and means committee, um, nice. who asked some, some good questions. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some good testimony from the Ohio vapor technology Association, vapor trade association, okay. Ohio VTA. I, I apologize okay. for not knowing what Ohio VTA stands for. Um, but they are, a, they are a VTA member of vapor the vapor technology association okay um and uh so uh they they lined up some some good speakers scott ely from amsa also right. uh presented some testimony nice. um and uh so yeah there was some there was some great testimonials from some of the business owners mm-hmm. uh and um it was a good group I, i'm really glad i i i grew up in Ohio for a little bit. So I'm always happy to get back to the, the Buckeye state and, oh. um, you know, the, the center of the state's pretty flat, but right. you know, where I grew up, there are, there are Hills. It's, it's borders on West Virginia and Northern Kentucky. So, okay. um, but it's just, you know, it's Ohio, the good people, salt to the earth, you know, yeah. hard work. And, um, it's the, you know, it's the heartland. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it was good. It was good to be in Columbus. Um, but uh, yeah, good group of people. Clearly, you know, there was some, some really excellent points made. And um, I, the, the role of the Ways and Means Committee, as I understand it, is this is not the committee that's going to, you know, remove or add language at all. They are taking testimony from various people. And I, I should mention that the tax commissioner this was his second time in front of the committee i think this was like two days in a row for him i'm not sure Uh, and he took questions from the committee for two and a half maybe three hours wow he he stood up there (laughs) took questions (laughs) from them for that long and there was there at one point right around 11 45 12 o'clock the chairman of the committee actually said now I'm going to blow through lunch. It doesn't mean you have, you know, everybody, you know, sitting in the, in the gallery and, 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 you know, even, even committee members, you know, he's saying, you know, it doesn't mean you have to sit here. Right. You can go and take care of, you know, get something to drink, get something to eat, go to the bathroom. You're going to see committee members coming in and out. It's not right. because we don't care. It's because there are, you know, there's other business to attend to. And of sure. course you need to take care of yourselves we don't want people passing out <laughs> in the sure. middle of the hearing. <laughs> trust no. me, it has happened before. So no. trust, try to avoid that and go, you know, take a break when you need to, but we're going to keep going to right. get this done. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, all of the vaping testimony was ended up being done. I think probably around two thirty, three o'clock. I can't remember. Um, right. I did not stick around to listen to testimony from, I can't remember if it was lung association or heart association. Um, there was some written testimony that was, was supplied. James Jarvis posted up a, an article, the text of an article that was, um, written about it today, okay. I believe. So that's out there in the wind. Several okay. other people provided written testimony. I know Greg Conley submitted something. Um, Chris Hughes, uh, from Pennsylvania submitted something. Um, so you can actually go to, uh, 
I, I don't know if it's up yet. Actually, this 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 hearing on the ninth was not was not actually um, at, at least when I checked the last time I checked on the seventh, uh, maybe the eighth. Um, okay. This this particular hearing was not on the the state legislature's website. It wasn't on the committee's webpage. Okay. Um, but Ohio has, you know, one of these things where you can review, you know, all of the written testimony is posted up and, and oh, you can, nice. the public can go and, and review it. So, uh, if you want to read the written testimony submitted by everybody that testified yesterday and people that <laughs> just sent in written testimony, um, you can do that. I'm sure you want to read what, what Greg has written and, and, and Chris Hughes and, and I mm -hmm. submitted written testimony. Um, Tony Abood from VTA was there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and so uh you can review all of that and if you really want to read what campaign for tobacco free kids has to say that should be up there too well um, i mean if you've read it once you've read it a lot yeah i'm pretty sure i can tell you what it says uh yeah. flavors flavors <laughs> exist solely to corrupt the minds of young innocent children <laughs> and introduce them to a lifetime of addiction and crime um <laughs> American Heart Association says we don't know enough about these products. American Lung Association says, you know, we know that this causes short-term irritation of, you know, throat and, right. and lungs, um, which vapors instinctively have found out how to counter that by drinking more water, um, <laughs> which is a very simple thing to do. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's all up there, I'm sure, on the Ohio uh, ways and me house ways and means committee okay. webpage uh, eventually if it's not up there now i'm sure it'll, it'll be up there by early next week okay <laughs> you weren't kidding when you said it was a busy week it's a busy week. i'm not done yet i, I mean I, I got home and i still have like people to email and talk to it's you know 6 30 on a friday and and we're i mean we're it's it's springtime it, it is full-on springtime there's snow on the ground out here in new jersey but right. it is full-on springtime this yep. is you know this legislatures we're in the you know the first half of a two-year two-year sessions and mm -hmm. committee hearings are happening bills are moving right. things are things are moving on things are dying things are getting tabled it's you know, it's, it's exciting. And, you know, I mean, we haven't even started talking about what's happening at the FDA. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is, I mean, 15 minutes or maybe yeah, 15, 20 minutes before it came on, uh, we got a message that uh, Trump is tapping. Uh, it's not formally announced. Right. Um, maybe I'm breaking some sort of, we're not real, you know, journalists yeah. here, but um, well. it, it, the, this, <laughs> this came from the AP. So it's out there in the world. Okay. Uh, Trump, Trump has tapped, um, former FDA official Scott Gottlieb to uh, head up the FDA. Okay. Um, and what this means for us, actually, I want to quote the, the AP story here. Um, Dr. Scott Gottlieb would be tasked with Trump's goal of cutting red tape at the FDA, which regulates everything from pharmaceuticals to seafood to electronic cigarettes. Trump has called the FDA's drug approval process slow and burdensome, despite mm -hmm. changes to speed reviews, particularly of cutting edge products. Right. We, you know, the, the, according to many, we may not fall under cutting edge products. I like to think that vapor products are cutting edge products. Me too. Um, and uh, I, I would love for people to throw snooze into the mix there. Oh, yeah. um, even though it's been around for, you know, a, several hundred years um, right. or yeah several hundred years. years yeah not here um, but 
yeah, in the world. Sweet, I, I want to yeah. say even a thousand years. I mean, Snus is one of the oldest kind of processed tobacco products Smart. out there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Um, so the, you know, this, this, this Dr. Gottlieb could be a welcome, um, this could signal a sea change at, 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 at FDA. We'll, we'll see what happens with the center for tobacco products. Um, but certainly there is this movement and nobody can miss it. There is a movement afoot, um, yep. in the executive branch to reduce the, the, you know, the burdensome, certainly the number of regulations, but, um, also the, you know, burdensome regulations that, yes. that don't, uh, don't really. Well, I mean, out. you know, if, if the executive branch does what they say they're going to do, um, this is going to make the lives of small business owners better. And then this is all the way around. Um, and it would especially be helpful, I think, for small shop owners. Yeah, it could be kind of a slasher film, you know, horror show kind of way that they're going to go about this. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it could, it, I, uh, I, I can't honestly speak to, you know, what this means for other industries, what this means for the environment, what this means for civil rights. Um, you know, some of these regulations that, that are being targeted have, you know, arguably um, resulted in some advancements in those areas, right. uh, advancements and protections and, 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 and some change. So, um, it, you know, for, for people that are aware of that, it's a very uneasy time, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's really just kind of strange to be that, that such an extreme measure has to be taken in order well, to get tobacco harm reduction on the table. Um, and, and that's, hopefully. but it is, it is what it is. And, and, yes. and, and, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a very strange time. Nobody can say with any certainty <laughs> what kind of priority you know, vapor yeah. products are going to receive. What kind sure. of priority is harm reduction in, you know, in terms of tobacco? What, what, mm -hmm. what, what kind of priority is that going to receive over the next, I mean, and we're talking about a very, very short window of time here. Right. Things need to change immediately. I mean, in the next three months. Yeah, I know. You know, the, the, there are, are businesses that are, they have leases coming up. Yeah. And, and, a, and, a, and a, you know, a, a lease on a retail space is not like you, you don't sign a month to month lease on something like that. It's not an apartment. It's, no. you know, it's a three to five year commitment, depending on who you're dealing with. Yes. And, 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 and some of these people, you know, who have gotten into these businesses, they're new business owners. They, mm -hmm. they are not aware of the nuances here. And, and a lot of people, I remember um, Cynthia Cabrera and some others, you know, urging people who were getting started in this industry, make sure before you sign that lease, you get a clause in there that says, if the, if the, if the federal government's going to regulate your product out of existence, you need to be able to get out of your lease without a penalty. Yeah. Um, and so there are a lot of people that are locked into leases that, that they're going to suffer from if, yes. unless something changes. And there are other people who they need to know really soon whether or not they're going to be able to stay in that business. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I mean, the, yeah. these are, these are real concerns. This is these regulations, the, this specific set of regulations is dealing with real people and their lives. Um, 
it has the potential to make business owners' lives better, but it has the potential to stop what is arguably one of the most destructive products out there. I mean, we know it's a disruptive technology and this could completely change the way we think about things. This could end everything as we know it, or it could allow us to continue to help people. I'm, I have a lot more hope than I did this time last year. I'll put it that way. And that's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got a message from a friend on, on Facebook. Scott Gottlieb is uh, probably going to be a, a uh, this could, this could be potentially really great for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did actually, I, I was researching some things. Um, uh, Gottlieb was, has an article in the Wall Street Journal about, I, I don't know how many people remember the FDA going after um, uh, Cheerios. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So he, he has a, a pretty uh, in, insightful article about the FDA's actions towards Cheerios. For those who don't know, by way of background, um, you know, Cheerios got taken to task for for making claims about the the the, the amount of cholesterol that eating Cheerios would reduce. Yeah. Um, certainly there was some healthy heart claims and some, some, I don't know if they made weight loss claims as well. Um, but there, you know, there are sort of some health benefits of adding Cheerios to your diet. And for right. years, Cheerios was allowed to put this on their labeling. Um, and then the FDA kind of went after them for, you know, it, it, it sounds like it was based on the, the amount of, of, of health benefit of, of the amount of cholesterol that you could lower um, yeah. and, and so on. And so uh, it, it was, it was almost kind of an absurd regulation and, or in an, an enforcement action. Um, but uh, an unregulated you know, new drug product. That's what they call it. Yeah, exactly. They, the they, they said that the red Cheerios <laughs> breakfast cereal would have to be regulated as a drug if they wanted to continue making this claim. Well, I um, mean, I, I can remember when the FDA went after the people that make um, make and sell like black cherry juice, just sour black cherry juice, because people who have arthritis use it because it helps them. It helps them get rid of a mm -hmm. certain acid in their blood. Yeah. I mean, and this is folk wisdom. You know what I mean? This is stuff my great grandparents knew. And the FDA went after the people who made it for making those claims and shut them down and put them out of business. They yeah. couldn't fight the FDA. They're not they're not General Mills. You know, they didn't have the money to withstand the FDA. So anybody who's opposed to that seems like they at least have some common sense that they're dealing with. And that would be uh, a breath of fresh air in dealing with the FDA. Put it that way. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Dr. Gottlieb is 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 interested in, in you know, I, I think loosening up some of the, the, the you know, it, it, at the very least, um, you know, expediting some some very you know this information there are studies that support these claims right. and it, it's not it's it's really not controversial um mm -hmm. and, there, and there should be a way for consumers to receive this information and make these decisions and um you know this 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 like i said gets into the nutritional labeling on on packaging and sure. um yeah and this this directly applies to to harm reduction. We, we mm -hmm. have 
this information. It exists. <laughs> there yeah. are decades, there's and, decades of data and research into yes. Swedish snooze. Mm -hmm. the, this, this discussion about whether or not, um, you know, Swedish match should be able to, to, you know, remove, a, re, at the very least, remove one of the warning labels on their product. We, this, this should did not you, be the subject of two days of no, debate no, no. in, in TSAC. It shouldn't, but did you also see the the amount of paperwork Swedish Match was forced to submit to the FDA? I, yeah, I, I haven't seen it personally, but I've heard it takes up 30 feet of shelf space. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's so many pages that reading through it would make you want to claw your eyes out. And they were forced to do that just to remove a warning label or be able to market itself as a reduced risk product, which we know it is. Science yeah. tells us it is. Um, that's just wasteful. That's wasteful of time. That's wasteful of manpower. Those are people that could be approving drugs for kids with cancer or people with leukemia or experimental therapies and drugs for people who need it to stop from dying. This is a waste of their time. I'm and sorry, this is. And it's essentially, you know, withholding vital information for people who currently smoke. Mm -hmm. It's withholding vital information for people who um, are, are thinking about starting to use any one of a number of tobacco products. Yep. Um, it, it, if, if consumers had that, and people are going to make this decision, I, I don't care who you are. One of the core principles of harm reduction, no matter what, mm -hmm. what, substance or activity we're talking about is that people are going to choose to do risky things right a tenant of of harm a pillar of harm reduction is and people <laughs> should know that there are lower risk alternatives to Absolutely. these certainly risky behaviors if people know that snooze is a very low risk option in in consuming nicotine right they are likely going to choose that that low risk product and by the FDA delaying or prohibiting manufacturers of these low risk products from stating those facts they are in effect killing people i i agree um I agree, but a lot of the things the FDA does are like that, um, and and they don't need to be if they're there to. I saw a study a couple of months ago, and I don't know how true it is. I'll I'll dig it out for you, Alex, and you can run wild like I did with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking at it, and it's showing the amount of metal that we're inhaling from first gen products. And I'm looking at it, and it's pretty high compared to what we're inhaling from, like, the second-gen products. And I'm going, all they want us to have is first-gen products. How can an agency that's tasked with keeping us healthy not allow us a healthier choice? It, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I don't think that's entirely true. I think they want products that that had maybe a, the kind of some of the, the characteristics of a first generation product, which is that they are closed and yeah. there are limited options mm -hmm. and um, there's sort of, um, 
that there's there's just you know there's restraints on 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 you know certain features you know heat and and um and and, and stuff like that um I, I think eventually we would have seen a product probably similar to um the jewel um or you know other closed product which i from what i understand the jewel is not entirely closed no um, neither is can, the aio I mean, yeah i mean you can hack any one of these things and then put your own liquid in there or reuse them um but I, I think we would have seen approval for a product like that um it just would have been you know in 2020 or 2025 you know it, it would have been yeah. after years of people making products on their own or using the existing products that that we had before prohibition you know it, yeah. it's it would have been a mess. It would have been a delay. It would have been an unjustifiable delay. And well, I mean, it might still be. You know it, what I mean? It, it might. I, I think. Yeah, you know, I think. I, I honestly feel like we're getting closer and closer to uh, some sort of, you know, executive action on this, uh, coming from, you know, people within the FDA. I hope, okay. and, and 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 I think that there is a certain amount of, of of pressure that needs to be applied so that we we either remain or become a higher priority. I mean, you know, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people that, that, you know, this year there are going to be at least tens of thousands of people who are going to reach that point where in the next 30 days, if they, if they make the decision to switch to a smoke-free product, they, they will be able to recover and, and they will be able to avoid, you know, the certain, doom of, of developing a cancer or some other disease that, that shortens their life. They've, they've got 30 days. There are people like that now. Yeah. In the next 30 days, they need to make that decision. And, and, you know, we're experiencing this every day. That we're at that point this year where the FDA can make a decision to, you know, allow vapor products to remain on the market and, and change, you know, the, the Congress can, 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 can resolve to amend the tobacco control act we can we can change the definition of what a tobacco product is you know at the very least you know we need to to grandfather the, the products that have been on the market that that is that is the very that is the very least that needs to happen oh, is allowing everything that was on the market prior to august 8th 2016 to remain on the market agreed we have all of these options on the table and now it's a matter of making sure that all of these people understand just how much of a priority this needs to be. Man, no, <laughs> it's no, been a it, busy, busy week. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, really is, it, it really is a matter of life or death, whether they want to hear that or not. It's the truth. And, yeah. you know, I realize that we're, you know, smokers, ex-smokers, they're not popular people because people are making a moral judgment. But I can also remember, and maybe other people can't, but I can remember when the FDA holding back drugs for people with AIDS was a huge thing. I remember gay people marching on the FDA and screaming at them because their lives mattered. Our lives matter. Our lives matter just as much as every other life. And it's time for the FDA to allow us to live. <laughs> Don't not allow people to be sentenced to death. That's all. 
Yeah, yeah, the, you know, the, 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 the quit or die advice coming from public health people all over the country and from our, you know, our federal agencies is it's it had its time it ran its course and now you know it's time to start considering a more ethical option and and we have the technology we have we can we can do this mm -hmm. so um yeah i i i just uh I, i'm 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 done hoping <laughs> done crossing my fingers here you know we've got a lot of options on our tape on our plate and um you know, it, it's, we've got, we've got, we've got this year, we've got the next few months really to, to make this happen. And so, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff to, for us to sift through and prioritize and, and, um, and, and reach out to, to consumers mm -hmm. and, 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 uh, and get people involved. And it's, you know, right now at this, at this moment, august8th.org, you know, for, for people that are, are, are following CASA and paying attention to our, our alerts and our information, yes. that's where people need to go and, and, and send a message to lawmakers to support HR 1136. Okay. Um, and uh, over the next, uh, over the next week, um, you know, we're putting together an actual, you know, physical letter writing campaign to get people actually sending letters into their their congressmen, sending letters to Secretary Price, um, um, the, the businesses that we're working. Which reminds me, there's there's um, remind me to get you the story about the bot that will send faxes to your Congress critters for you. Okay, I'm gonna Somebody... put that. I'm gonna put that on hold. <laughs> we don't want to piss people off. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I mean. <laughs> There are no, but there's there's a bot now that no, it, it doesn't piss people off if you send it if you give it a message, mm -hmm. it'll send an automated fax. Okay. So. <clears throat> I'll look at that, but I don't want to give people crazy ideas. <laughs> well, I I haven't shared the story anywhere. I just happened to cross it earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we're you know we're we're, we're we've been you know encouraging people you know ever since the beginning you know trying to get people to to write their own letters is, is exceedingly difficult and and so you know a lot of the challenge has been you know making it easier making getting people connected with their lawmakers be it via phone call or a handwritten letter or just mm -hmm. you know sending a, a letter that we've pre-written that people are again and again and again encouraged to personalize include your story that's what people that's what really it does actually move lawmakers. I don't care how much criticism we've heard about being anecdotal evidence. I have heard people share their story. I heard it yesterday in Ohio. I've just heard some amazing stories of how people's lives have completely turned around because they quit smoking and started vaping. It, 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 and it does move the needle in our favor people hear this and and it it does strike a chord with them it is absolutely vital that people when we've been offering this opportunity for people to include their personal stories since we started using these various advocacy platforms we've encouraged people to do this since you know before i even came on board you know when that was the old school days of listing everybody's contact information and giving people talking points it was yeah. always and include your personal story um, and so, you know, going forward, we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, get more, 
ways of, of engaging people and get people to share their stories with their lawmakers. It, it really does make a difference. And, um, you know, so that's, these are things that are happening over the next couple of weeks. And, and there are, there are people that we are, you know, focusing on, we've got secretary price, um, we've got, you know, your congressman in, in the States, there are people that, you know, there are state lawmakers that need to hear from you, Whew, man, it's going to be a busy month. Um, so yeah, um, that is happening. I just, I actually just, uh, confirmed I will be going to uh vapor showcase in Atlanta. Okay. Um, you know, we'll have some of this stuff there. Um, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're, uh, uh, um, uh, a business owner, um, you know, we're, we're working with, with VTA and, and Safada to, uh, develop campaigns for, for, you know, for you to put in your shops. If you're a consumer, we've got, you know, all of these materials that we're going to be, you know, releasing over the next few weeks that, you know, you can take this, you can do it yourself. Um, ideally we want something that's replicatable that, you know, you can take back home with you and, and, um, and share with your friends and, and, you know, get stuff going there. Um, so yeah, I, I'm starting to ramble on. I'm, I'm absolutely starving. I've had, I've had like a couple of cliff bars to eat today. So I, I need to eat something. Go, go you know, eat. Sustenance. Go but, eat uh, so I apologize for all the ranting and raving and rambling and, and unorganized. That's... We're going to do this and that, and it's going to be great. Um, but, uh, we, we are, but it's, <laughs> it'll yeah. be in a very organized format. And, and I, and I should, I should probably end the note you know, earlier this week, we, we released, uh, there was a letter that I signed um, and Tony Abood from VTA signed, Pamela Gorman uh-huh. from Safada signed, and Gregory Conley right. from the American Vaping Association signed. And, and we sent this off to um, uh, House Speaker Paul Ryan and right. uh, Leader uh, Nancy Pelosi sure. um, and, uh, you know, urging them to, to, you know, pass legislation to change the predicate date. Um and and I I just want to emphasize you know we as as these you know individual groups we have been working together to make things happen since last year. Right. Um, I know that people were were sort of relieved to see everybody on the same page and doing that. And I understand that you know publicly, I guess we haven't really communicated very well that that we have all been working behind the scenes to coordinate together. our messages and, and and strategize together and. and and, and really work to engage as many people as we can right. to, you know, get them in front of lawmakers and, and get, you know, the message out there that, that all of this stuff needs to change. But, um, you know, this week we were able to put that letter out and I'm, I'm really happy to see people, you know, um, and seeing, you know, being able to see finally that, that we have all been working together on this and yeah. um, we're going to continue working together. Um, yeah. I'm really glad to be working with this group of people and, and, you awesome. know, they're all, they're all friendly and intelligent and, and bring a lot of experience to the fight. And That's awesome. um, it's going to be, it's, it's a do or die kind of year. There's this looming, you know, there's always that looming threat of like, you know, we don't know, we know what's going to happen next, be it at the state level, local level. Right. Hopefully, hopefully we're getting things sorted. You know, hopefully the wind is starting to change in our favor at the federal level, but um, right. you know, um, it's just, just now it, it's, it's exciting. <laughs> you know, to be able to be working with all these people and coordinating and, and really moving in the same direction. So sure. we get to That's end awesome. on a high note. Yeah. It's now was an exciting time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's great. Um, and if that's it for this week, I'll let you go 
get something to eat and rest. You sound like you could use a little break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we will see you next week. And thank you for everything you do for us, Alex. Um, thank you. Also, remember, you can get CASA podcast updates at CASA.org. You can get them on SoundCloud.org. You can also get them by subscribing on Apple iTunes. So there is always a way to know what CASA is doing. Thank you for listening. Have a good evening. Thanks. Bye.